0: impaired ability to make decisions and control behavior as a consequence of repeated acts of decision making evidence suggests that individuals experiencing decision fatigue demonstrate an impaired ability to make trade-offs and prefer a passive role in decision-making processes, and often make choices that seem impulsive or irrational. So as a result, basically, of just being really, really tired of constantly having to make decisions. Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is The Light Path Podcast, brought to you by the thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, as always, so much for joining me here. And the topic I want to talk about today is actually a topic I've been sitting on for a really, really long time. I actually researched this and thought about it and reflected upon it. I'm going to say up to a year ago now, and I've been sitting on it for a while because I think it's bigger than what I could ever cover here. And I want to talk about it because as the year winds down, I feel like a lot of energy winds up. We get like this last burst of energy towards the end of the year. Things get busy at the end of the year with all the types of celebrations that are going on. And I don't know about you, but this year has felt really draining and heavy and quite frankly I'm just tired Um, and tired is not necessarily a bad thing Uh, we've got to be tired so we rest right but I don't know I just feel like this concept that I'm going to talk about today is something that has plagued me for quite some time and the more I research into it I think the more I research into it the more I pull back from it because I can see oh my goodness this is full on and I've been feeling this for a really long time and I just didn't know it was a thing until now. So before we get into that though, how is everyone? Um, we've just come through such an amazing new moon and we're kind of ramping up to a full moon at the end of this week um, but and we're walking into eclipse season so for those of you that aren't aware eclipse season think you know sudden changes or information revealed and as you know there's a lot of shifting and changing and a lot going on a lot of surprising endings uh, not that many beginnings but that's not to say that beginnings aren't a good thing or happening in your life right now we've been sitting in a lot of retrograde energy which I think explains that kind of heaviness and that fatigue as we move towards the end of the year yet also in juxtaposition to that i'm also feeling this burst of energy and like i really want to take the rest of the year by the horns and maybe not make up for lost time necessarily but make up for lost energy and so what i don't want to do is throw myself into fatigue because of that so i actually think right now is the perfect time to be talking about this and that is decision Fatigue. All right, let me talk it through. And just to preface this, obviously, I am not a medical professional. This is just me airing thoughts, um, cracking open conversations, maybe thoughts in you. And by no means is this supposed to be any type of um, diagnostic moment um, on the pod or advice. I'm just airing kind of what I have discovered. And like I said, every time I go to to scratch this surface or kind of look at the research that has been done on decision fatigue, I just find out more information, and it's a bit like a rabbit hole. So I'm gonna try and keep it super anecdotal and simple for you as possible, um, for you, but also for me as well. So, decision fatigue isn't necessarily something you can get diagnosed with. It's basically it's a it's a concept, and JF oh, J Health Psychology defines decision fatigue as the impaired ability to make decisions and control behavior as a consequence of repeated acts of decision making. Evidence suggests that individuals experiencing decision fatigue demonstrate an impaired ability to make trade-offs and prefer a passive role in decision-making processes and often make choices that seem impulsive or irrational. So as a result, basically, of just being really, really tired of constantly having to make decisions. Now, I want you to kind of sit back for a moment, maybe pause this after I explain this and scan your day so far. So even if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, scan your day so far watch yourself walk through your day and just observe how many decisions that you've already made today. So pause it and scan. When you come back, I'm sure that you will be surprised at how many decisions you've actually made on the fly automatically and how much your brain is working without you or your conscious thought is working Oh, without you even realizing it. Um, One study suggests that American adults, I couldn't find uh, Aussie stats, but American adults make around 35,000 decisions a day if we're sleeping for eight hours. So that makes roughly 2,000 decisions per hour or one decision every two seconds. Now, I... As many of you know, who have listened to the podcast for a while, I used to be a primary school teacher. So it is pretty common um, research out there that teachers especially are known as a profession that makes many, many decisions at the one time throughout the entirety of the day. I would probably put nurses and medical professionals like that on par with it. And, And I don't mean intentionally to leave anyone out. Um, because we're all lumped in the whole adult making, you know, 2,000 two decisions per hour. Um, but research conducted in the 90s, and it's really wildly referred to still by schools, um, found that teachers ra- roughly make around 1,500 decisions on top of their normal decisions in a school a day. Critical nurses, make decisions around every 30 seconds. So that was a study done in 2000 by Bucknell. Um, and so that would equal to almost 15,000, 14, 4, 1440 decisions in a 12-hour shift. So if you're like just normal humaning, but then on top of that, you've got a job that demands you to quickly make decisions. I would say, by the way, anecdotally, it is way more than that. When you're managing a class, so when I think back to my day, if I scan my day as a teacher, when I'm managing a class of 30 to 35 children, I'm delivering lessons, I'm considering what each of them need, I'm making decisions about how to, you know, discipline, I'm making decisions about how to deliver this lesson. I'm handing the you know, handling the lesson, making decisions around that, deciding who we work with, who we don't, deciding when we stop, when we don't. Like, it's constant. And there's like multiple layers to decisions in each decision. Then add like the the leadership responsibilities on top of that. So you're constantly making decisions throughout the day for your staff members, their students as well as the parents that are all involved in that. So, decision fatigue isn't something that is new to me, but it's something that I've definitely been considering a lot lately. So, basically, decision fatigue boils down to the fact that we're constantly making decisions and we just can't become depleted from that and then when i reflected on it i thought wow i wonder how much that is actually really amplified because of the use of social media and smartphones so we're constantly making the decision to pick up that phone to look at information our brains trying to take on that information synthesize it wondering what information to hold which information to throw out and that is scrolling like you know if I, you look at social media stats, look at your social media stats, how often people stay on your posts or look at your reels. It's really only the first couple of seconds and then people are moving on. So if you think that there is so much information coming in and our brain has got to make a decision about what to do with that information to move forward, oh my gosh, you can just kind of, you can see why I can go down the rabbit hole and be like decision fatigue is something I think that we have to be really super conscious and aware of to prevent getting to the the stage of being so frazzled, so worn out and ultimately so fatigued. So some of the symptoms in my research of decision fatigue include just feeling really mentally drained. Like are you one of those people that come home at the end of the day and be like, I cannot speak to anyone. I don't wanna speak to anyone. I don't wanna make a decision about the rest of my night in terms of what we're having for dinner, what we're even gonna do that night, or making decisions about the next day in terms of where we need to go forward. So you're just completely drained at the end of the day and just mentally done. And as a result of that, you've got this increase in negativity That could come out in the form of emotions, but it can also come out in the form of thinking. So you're just by the end of the day, you're thinking quite negatively and quite limited. Uh, And as a result of that, your judgment is weakened. So as the um, definition alluded to, that when we're making decisions, we're making them really reactively and responsively as opposed to carefully considered you also get really disinterested like i said in making decisions by the end of the day and or you're procrastinating about making a decision like you just don't want to make a decision so you just completely put it off and now this can happen on a daily basis but i also think it accumulates over time um and I don't know about you, but I've been noticing my behavior, especially when it comes to my social media use, um, like picking up that phone. It's so weird because I've been trying to get out of the habit of looking at my phone in the morning. I spoke to James Carson ages ago. So go right back. It was one of, you know, it was in the first month or two of the podcast I spoke to James and we talked about morning routines and how important they are. For setting yourself, your body, your rhythms, your mind, and your emotional state up for the day. And at that time, he challenged me to keep the phone out of the bedroom and to not look at it when I woke up. And I have to say, like, I have not been successful. I would love to be successful with that, but I almost feel like I've become a little bit obsessed with checking my phone and socials because it's almost like I feel like there's this. FOMO in terms of me missing out information or it's just really really addictive and I'm not someone that gets FOMO in their personal real life interactions I really don't um so it's so weird that I get FOMO from this and I think that that is probably linked to the addictive nature but I have to take stock and realize and have probably a little bit of a serious talk with myself because it's really impacting me because I get as soon as I put that phone on my mind whether I want it to or not is making decisions by looking at what I view how I view it and then the things that I do choose to view what do I do with that information that is presented to me so how to kind act this because ultimately we will have to go through our days and make many many decisions So I've been looking at ways myself of things that I can implement so I can try to avoid some of that decision fatigue, because to be quite honest, I want to be in a position where I'm not tired of making decisions. So when I have to make decisions, I'm actually making decisions that are really in line with my values, with my current goals and intentions that I've set for myself and not letting myself down purely because I'm tired. And this isn't about being at my ultimate and my best all the time, that's unrealistic and, and I don't think that necessary. I'm talking about just getting to the point at the end of the day where, for example, I can't be bothered to decide what to cook for dinner or I get to the end of the week and I can't be bothered to meal prep, all that kind of stuff because I just can't think about making a decision of what i need next and i find that i get really bad decision fatigue after really busy work hours and when it comes to like big events so people's birthdays or christmas that's coming up and i know i just get to that point and i'm just I know I've got decision fatigue because the things I wanna make great decisions over, like what gifts I'm buying or what I'm gonna contribute to these celebrations in terms of maybe what I'm cooking or bringing or whatever. It just feels like laborious to make those decisions. And I don't want to be at that point. I wanna enjoy making those decisions because those decisions are the spice of life, I think. So how how can we avoid it? Or what are the things that I've tried to avoid getting to that point where I'm really fatigued by decision-making? First is obvious, decrease the numbers of decisions that you are making. So this is the biggest one. So I have implemented quite a number of things in the last few months in my life where it actually the decision-making is taken out of my control or and or it has become a natural, normal part of our days. This is when our routines and our rituals really come in and hold and support us so basic one going to the gym I recently joined a gym where it's not classes so I have to go and basically make a decision about what I'm going to do there and I just was really overwhelmed by that and I think it's because I have decision fatigue like I just don't have the capacity to make that decision for myself so I supported myself by getting this app that literally just walks me through like weightlifting classes basically so i don't have to make those decisions for myself so that investment has actually a saved me so much time but b made going to the gym an actual really pleasurable experience purely because that is an hour where i'm not making decisions so it's like carving out this time for myself where i'm not making a decision my morning routine although obviously i'm still challenging myself in terms of not picking up that phone but my morning routine has been a big one so I actually have a really consistent morning routine. I get up, I come straight out into the living room, I take any type of medication that I need. I'm only on one medication for my thyroid. I take all that and I sit down straight away and I meditate and then I journal and then I get up and get dressed and it's either jumping onto clients or it's out the door to yoga or the gym. So that is the same for me every single morning the only variation to that i have is on a sunday where i will get up i will do all the morning routine steps up until the work or the gym and at that point i will go out and maybe grab myself a coffee it's kind of like my little treat morning where i can go out and just do something really nice and luxurious and there i'm tapping into what i feel like as opposed to making a decision about what is best for me and what to do. So pretty much up until about like midday, I'm not really making any decisions other than what I'm wearing and what I'm eating, but I'll get to those. So having a really solid morning routine helps take the decision-making out. As much as I kind of resist and don't like doing it sometimes, but meal planning, oh my gosh, it is a lifesaver for me in terms of, how do I say, in terms of really succumbing to decision fatigue at the end of the day especially, I just sit down and I plan what my dinners are gonna be, what my breakfasts are gonna be, and what my lunches are gonna be, and I just shop for those things each week. So it's like a one-time decision that I have to make. It's all planned out. I even write it out what day I'm going to eat what or cook what. And so it's all planned out. I don't have to think about it. Of course, there are times when I get to a Thursday and I, for example, I don't feel like eating salmon and broccoli for dinner. And so sometimes it's a decision of, well, do I swap that out for a meal during the week or do I just suck it up and eat it it's totally fine and i'm probably just tired which is why i don't feel like that option and you know but having it there cuts out the decision making of really trying to make a healthy decision when i'm really really tired so meal prepping is really important but also clothes now this is something i used to more do when i was teaching actually i used to also clothes plan so i would actually set up my clothes for the entire week. So again, it was just not a decision I had to make in the morning. Another big tip that I have, again, been trying to implement myself is giving myself decision-making breaks. So to me, going for a walk or sometimes just scrolling, even though I'm obviously not advocating that, but during the day, making sure I'm giving myself breaks from the work, From the routine from the rituals from the day-to-day stuff that I have to get done so I know if I'm going for a walk for an hour on a Friday afternoon I know that that's an hour I need to make zero decisions I just need to put one foot in front of the other I've already made the decision I'm going for a walk and it totally gets me off the hook for about an hour obviously being in deep connection with yourself through mindfulness practices and meditation is going to always strengthen your knowledge and once you know knowledge is power so when you know yourself really well you're able to implement these things really simply because you know in the long run it's actually going to benefit you a lot. And this one it like is music to my ears when I like was researching how to avoid it. This one was on everybody's list and that is to make lists. Now I am a list maker. I love a list. I love a list. So A, I don't have to remember what I have to do because there's so much that comes at me running, you know, I run three businesses. So there's so much that comes at me during the day. That I have so much to remember. So I have a notepad beside me at all times, and it's just full of lists of things I have to do. And each page is a different day. So, you know, if it's a task that I don't have to do till a Friday, I put it on the Friday so I don't have to remember to make that decision to do that task. It is just there. I think I'm so obsessed with lists because I love crossing things off my lists. I have definitely been guilty of probably on a daily basis of adding things to my list that I've already done just so I can cross them off. So to me, that's a sense of achievement, but making lists really, really helps. And the thing that I have to work a lot, a lot harder on is looking at that list and seeing which of the things that I personally don't have to do. What can I delegate? What can I put in the hands of others appropriately obviously? So I am not the one pressurized to make all the decisions. So obviously in a family situation you know maybe sharing the mental load of running a household with your significant other or even the kids to give those um, decisions to other people to help you make them so it's not all on your shoulders. I mean, I am not a mother, but my goodness, when I watch my friends and my sister in these, the mental load of decision-making and that added layer when you've got other people to consider um, is a lot. And so how can you delegate some of those decision-making moments so you don't come into this fatigue? So as we wrap up towards the end of this year, like I said, I kind of feel like it's an amp up because I can't, I feel like the energy this year has been really sludgy and I want to take the rest of this year by the horns and go for it. I'm really inspired, especially by the latest new moon and coming up on Friday, the release of the um, full moon is just going to be so awesome in Aries. And so I am making the decision to actually set myself up for success in not becoming decision fatigued i if you have any other tips i am all ears because like i said decision fatigue is something that i absolutely want to avoid at all costs because i know it actually costs me a lot in terms of my energy levels my sanity my discernment and also completely can very easily disrail completely off the rails disrail me from what it is that i'm aligning with and going after and being that highest version of myself so if you have any tips for avoiding decision fatigue i am like begging you go chuck them on the facebook page the light path community because i would really 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 want to hear them so i can add them to my bag and other people can add it to theirs but for now as always thank you so much for listening episode 101 oh my goodness can you believe it I feel like I just need to do a big breath out. We are at episode 101. Um, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All the listens, all the downloads, all the ratings, all the feedback, all the support. I can't thank you enough. I love, as I've said many times before, connecting with you in this way. I actually will be taking a break from the podcast um, towards the end of this year. So I'm going to take the last couple of months of this year off the podcast but I mean there's 101 episodes there so I'm sure you haven't listened to them all so there's so much content for you to listen to so that we can be back bigger and better than ever avoiding that decision fatigue over the podcast giving myself a break taking myself out of the game for a little while um but I, yeah I just want to use this opportunity to say thank you thank you so much and for now I will leave you there sending you all my love and light as you navigate your own path Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.